my name is Geoffrey Darugo Karoni. I am a born again Christian, born in Moranga and raised here in Moranga. I am a graduate of the University of Nairobi. I have a bachelor's degree in economics. I graduated in 2014 and since then I have been engaged in my community as a community leader and a social entrepreneur. Yes. Okay. Uh, so tell us about this group, the CBO, yes. and uh, yeah, how it started. Right. Uh, the group is called Moranga Quares and Sand Harvesters community-based organization. Uh, since 2014 it has been operating as a community-based organization but uh, the structures that we have uh, from the beginning when we were starting out we wanted to form an umbrella body that brings together quarry workers and sand harvesters from Moranga County and hence the name Moranga Quarries and Sand Harvesters. Uh, but as we continued we realized that the only place where we have quarries and sand harvesting uh, sites is only in Kiharu uh, constituency and therefore most of the members that we have in the group are from that constituency and uh, since then we have been working together uh, we, we, we wanted to start a group whereby we could allow our members to save and pool resources together so that they can also empower themselves economically and be able to do the things that they, that they can bring some dignity in their lives mm. because it is a sector that has you know has a narrative even in the eyes of other community members whereby it's a sector that is uh, has been viewed that the people who work in that sector uh, are uh, cannot help themselves and uh, they have various challenges it is also a sector where historically uh, it has been known that it is a place where people who have no hope end up if a child drops out of school yeah. that is where they end up because there are no skills that are required for you to either have a sand mm. or even uh, cut stones or kuchonga mawe mm. and uh, so we wanted to first of all the, the first reason why we came together is to 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 to, to, to formalize the sector mm. because uh, that narrative it kind of uh, Apart from the society seeing them that way, mm. the people who work there also saw themselves uh, that way. Mm. You know, there is a narrative that is so uh, so long, mm. a narrative that can be said for so long until it becomes their truth. Mm. So it kind of was their truth, mm. and we were trying to show them that this is not the truth about you. This mm. is not their narrative, mm. and so that is why we, we formed the group mm. to bring them to a place where they can also have some dignity in life yeah. and in the things they do. Okay. Yes. Uh, how does your Christian faith or how did your Christian faith inform you taking this initiative or being part of this initiative? Right. Yeah. Uh, when I was in school, even before I, I graduated, yeah. I always had uh, uh, the mindset of being able to do something that impacts the lives of, of, of people in the community. Mm. And I remember when, even before I graduated, mm. I, I joined up with a, two other friends of, my, mm. of mine and we started a company yeah. that didn't call for very long mm. and it was based in Nairobi yeah. and uh, it failed because we didn't have enough capital. Mm. It was a, 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 an online marketing company. Mm. Uh, it, its failure brought me back to, to, to Moranga mm. uh, and I remember when I was coming back in 2014 uh, around August there my decision was to, to start afresh from, from the village. Mm. 
and that is when I joined up with another neighbor of mine, mm. the chairman now of the group. Mm. And he told me, uh, instead of staying just at home, mm. there is something we can do. Mm. He had been working in the quarry sector for a long time. Yeah. And he had seen the challenges that these people go through mm. and the plight, uh, yeah. the, 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 the desperate plight that they, they, they go through every day. Mm. And so he told me we can come together, we, we form a body for them, mm. whereby they will be able to, you know, pull their resources together yeah. and do that. And that clicked with me because that is innately what had been my desire mm. from the word go. Yeah. I didn't even look for employment mm. and we started from the word go. Yeah. And I remember we were going around the whole county, we traversed the whole county from the north to the south, from the east to the mm. west with his motorbike. Mm. And we are talking about spending the whole day visiting people from a place like this in mm. the sites, in the quarries, mm. talking with them. And uh, th there were challenges because mm. uh, uh, we were selling to them so big an idea mm. and they are used to so small groups that don't never used to go for long before mm. they collapse yeah. because of obvious reasons that were now pushing us to form the big mm. uh, umbrella of the body yeah. yes Wow, okay, thank you so much for that. And I know you did economics, of yes. course, it is a um, course that uh, probably many people look and think, hey, you would yes. be, and I think maybe just a little bit on in terms of faith and mm -hmm. your reflection. Right, right, right. So, how do you think that Christians should engage uh, in being able to bring their networks, their experience, their knowledge back to their communities right. to improve right. the dignity of the lives? That, right. Yeah. As a Christian, most of what I do is founded on my Christian faith. Yeah. Because even the values that I, I have and I profess and practice, things like leadership, mm. these are things I learned in the CU yeah. back in school. Mm. Uh, it is in school where I learned things like accountability. Yeah. And when we started this group, you'll be surprised because the challenge that exists in our communities mm is not even a lack of resources mm. it is a lack of stewardship yeah. uh, as the bible even puts it mm. because this resource you'll be surprised there are people who make and i was surprised actually when i started this eh? mm. there are people who used to make money mm. but because they have no structures whereby mm. they can uh, manage what they have so that it can help them and have an impact in their lives mm. and this this comes to the values that we have mm. uh, in my service, I have been committed throughout throughout my life. Mm. I, I have been a church person since I was young. Yeah. And the values of honesty and patience, because starting something like this in a place like this mm. was unheard of. Mm. And it took the it took the especially values of for a graduate. yes, especially for a graduate. Mm. Many people actually that was a challenge because many people misconstrued what your intentions mm. because they think you are now coming with that knowledge from Nairobi to. To, to con them yeah. and uh, mm. and now uh, uh, facing those uh, perceptions mm. uh, took uh, the character of you know as a Christian mm. uh, it takes the character of you being a Christian mm. to even communicate to them and show them that you mean well yeah. the intentions the honesty mm. the integrity when you're dealing with them mm. and the motives that you have mm. because I remember for the first two years we were just setting base mm. uh, there is no one who is paying you so you're yeah. working as a volunteer mm. and you have to be patient for all that time yeah. until because you have uh, that vision mm. you want this to help them yeah. and I guess that is it 
I think uh, as Christians, we have to be different uh, from from the way our world is modeled, yeah, yeah. the way it is op uh, it operates. Mm. Uh, uh, most most people uh, when they are graduating from school, mm. they are looking on what now it is time for me to be paid for all the time I have spent in mm. school yeah. and to get value for my education mm. in terms of and that value is usually in terms of the financial yeah. part of it, mm. not in what contribution you can make that can impact people's lives. Mm. And what I learned is that. We have a lot of knowledge, even uh, from from being uh, raised in church, we have a lot of knowledge. Mm. And we are taught about service yeah. and sacrificially serving people. Mm. But I think it's about time now we got out of church mm. and come out and apply the knowledge we have. Because mm. we have a lot of knowledge. Yeah. What we lack is leadership. Mm. Uh, we have a crisis of leadership, not mm. a crisis of knowledge. Mm. If we apply the little knowledge we have learned in school and combine it with the values we have been taught, mm. uh, I think we can uh, make things that can impact our society for the better. Mm. Yes. Well, thank you. I think uh, one of the things that has been consistent as we were interviewing the other guys mm -hmm. is the issue of transparency yes. and integrity. Yes. And I think that is something that has stood out and of course it falls down to what you have said, the Christian mm -hmm. values yes. and also the Christian faith practically being applied yes. and the values that we have learned right. across. And I think um, now maybe you can tell us the joys mm -hmm. and the highlights of this work. Right. Uh, at least I have uh, had some challenges and all and you are still going to tell us but mm. what has been the joys, the highlights, you've been yes. doing this for six years. Right. So what are those joys and highlights you right. have experienced? I'll start with the challenges. Yeah. The challenges have been immense because mm. you were there even before we formed the group. Yeah. The first one I have already mentioned. Yeah. The, and some members also mentioned them. Mm. There are people who, who thought, and I'm not talking about uh, people in society. Mm. I'm talking about even leaders. Mm. Because one thing I realized when you're starting a community initiative like this one, mm. there is the status quo that dominates mm. and that prevails. And benefits. And benefits, exactly. For us, it was the transporters who mm. are taking advantage of these people, yeah. those who come to buy materials from them, mm. because they had no, they didn't have a unified kind of platform where yeah. they can bargain even for better prices. Mm. And they took advantage of that, mm. because where there are no structures, people get taken yeah. advantage of. Yeah. So people would come and just buy hakubemelezi, and instead of seeing him walk off to another person and yeah. buy, you just sell it to them even at a very low price. Mm. And when we formed this group now, mm. we formed at a time, it, it was not very well timed. Mm. Okay, I, I think in terms of convenience, because it was a time when we were just coming from a history where young people and people from the quarry sector mm. were seen as members of the outlawed sects um, like Mungiki. Mm. And so when we came together, people mm. thought that we are reviving things that have already been forgotten. Mm. And we faced a lot of challenges. Yeah. Even now, there are people who, 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 who think that we are still uh, oh. that sector. Mm. And so now clearing that image mm. was hard work because I remember we, we were even arrested mm. at some point yeah. and it took now uh, the, the, the public, we, we held public participation mm. meetings in every ward for a whole year. Wow. 
bringing together every like if it is in this place where there is a quarry we bring in the chief mm. the area leaders the church leaders mm. and we tell them what we are out to do mm. and what we want to do and to do and achieve yeah. and that is how we were able to overcome that challenge mm. although now the other challenge of transporters still remained mm. because now they saw as if we are coming out to disenfranchise them mm. because now we are coming to kuelemisha huyu ili sasa aweze the value chain mm. apart and yana pata mapato mazuri mjinga kirebuka yes exactly yeah. so they formed their own group that mm. was now in direct opposition to ours mm. and they started now bringing other people mm. and it was working parallel to our group yeah. uh, we also had people going to some places and sponsoring other groups like ours mm. to work in like if it is here there is another group working and it was just formed the other day mm. just to oppose us eh? mm. and but because i think the motives and the and the visions were not the same mm. most of them have since collapsed yeah, yeah. and uh, this group has still endured to date mm. and those are the some, some of the challenges the other challenges are uh, uh, um, challenges to do with people in such a sector because of how vulnerable they are mm. they are kind of people who want to see results very fast yeah. for them to to hold on to some vision eh? mm. and so at some point uh, the chairman mentioned we started around 400 members mm. right now we are around 50 yeah and uh, uh, those are around 350 that dropped mm. off they are still our members because yeah. they never even say they are going mm. but we still have them mm. but they are never active because mm. they never participate in the activities that we do mm. and that is one of the challenge because we didn't want to form a group where we would depend on you know yeah. because this has been the norm mm. you form a group and you attract uh, donors mm. you you go for although they have come mm. but that was not the motive mm. from the world core mm. and the challenge has been now when these members see there is no money coming mm. in and there is no politicians coming mm. and there are no people coming to you know bring us money yes, they they go mm. and when they see the returns are taking too long mm. to come yeah. they also become discouraged yeah. and that has been one of the greatest challenges mm. but again i think with the help with the grace of god we mm. have been able to do a few things and achieve a few highlights that i yeah. mentioned mm. because uh, this group has members from across the social spectrum mm. we have old people mm. who are old enough to, to be actually mm. the oldest member is around 85 years wow. and it is amazing how you see a man who is 85 years mm. uh, rejuvenated mm. and you know seeing that there is there is hope yeah and uh, him coming to the meetings yeah. and saying that this is our group mm. i remember when we bought our truck mm. the truck that we use now to transport these materials mm. uh, one of the highlights they go you go somewhere and mm. they, they come with stories and say tulienda tukaulizwa mmefanya nini tuko na gari tuko na gari and that joy you see with people you know and these are old mzes yeah. these are people who, who who had dreams when they were 40 years mm. i will one day own mm. a car or a vehicle yeah. Mm. It is happening when they are 85 and you mm. can see the joy. Mm. I think that joy even if you have not achieved anything else mm. just keeps you going. Mm. And also we used to have even people. I remember in 2016. Mm. In 2016 there was a program. I think I think it's 2015. Mm. There about. There was a program for mass registration of persons. Mm. We had members in our group who since they were born mm. they didn't have national identity cards mm. they were nowhere in government records mm. and i remember once now we were through with the public participation that gave us the approval now to continue with the operations mm. by the county administrators and the national government officers mm. 
Mm. We were given the green light to continue. And one of the county leaders, he was actually a DC. Mm. Uh, he came to us and told us that he wants us to, to partner with them mm. so that we can have some of our members, around five of them, mm. Mzees who were around 70 years, mm. they were issued with a national identity card for the first time mm. that time. Mm. And so these are the kind of partnerships and achievements we have seen because some of them were even going for those ideas so that they can register for these uh, social yeah. social programs yeah. or government social for programs elderly for elderly people yeah. and they have become beneficiaries for mm. that and it is because of the partnerships we have forged with the government mm. and local actors mm. that have helped us to even highlight the challenges that these people face wow. yes maybe you can actually tell us a little bit more mm -hmm. what the cbo does exactly right so except bringing them together yes what, mm. first of all the first pillar uh, that uh, makes the CBO what it is, mm. is the economic empowerment mm. part. And here is where I mentioned that we were not just looking uh, to be given carrots and, mm. yeah. and, and, and handouts. Mm. We wanted, uh, because I realized that if you want people to own progress and yeah. development, yeah. it has to come from them. Yes. It is not something you come and impose upon them. Mm. You have to. Uh, you, you, you can open their eyes yeah. to their needs, yeah. to their plight, mm. so that they can appreciate what they need to do mm. to solve those problems. Yeah. And now we told them that we are not looking for people from wherever to come and bring us money. Mm. We have the resources, yeah. and we can, with unity, mm. we can be able to save mm. and do the things that you have seen other people do. Mm. And that was the number one platform yeah. to economically empower them mm. and enable them to, you know, progress in their lives and live decent lives. Mm. Some of them have come, uh, when we started saving, we started giving out loans. Mm. And you have heard some of them mention yeah. that they could come for loans for school fees, mm. even small businesses. Mm. We have seen others start similar businesses mm. elsewhere mm. and they have grown. Mm. Uh, we have partnered with, 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 with organizations who come to even teach them things about diversifying. Mm. Like we had one with an organization called Hand in Hand mm. Organization that yeah. uh, educates people, especially here where there is arable land, mm. things to do with agriculture, mm. and they have ventured in, in, in such such things. Mm. And that is still under the pillar of economic empowerment. Yeah. The other thing was to give these people a voice, mm. so the advocacy part comes in. Mm. Because as you can see, some of these quarries are, are danger zones. Mm. And I think you have heard stories where yeah. Many of them have, have lost collapsed. their lives here. Yeah. They have collapsed. Yeah. And the manner in which they were handled when such events occur mm. was just, if I can say, terrible. Mm. Because no one no one really cared yeah. there before. Mm. And uh, we tried to bring in issues where now we can bring the government to help us, especially government regulators like National Environment mm. Management. We have partnered with them for a long time, mm. whereby they come and they, they, they show them how to work safely, mm. yeah. how these, like, to slant the, uh, the wall so that they don't collapse mm. on them, mm. and so many other things, safety issues yeah. like, um, uh, like um, even protective gear when yeah. they are at work, mm. and how to be careful. Mm and also to give them a voice mm. uh, part of it was also involved uh, uh, partnering with those leaders mm. to highlight their plights mm. because when we looked around we saw yeah. almost every other sector mm. uh, is covered mm. uh, like i remember when the current government county government came into power yeah. 
they started this initiative when they were where they were bringing together every every sector mm. under a circle. Mm. The only sector that was not brought under a circle was mm. the quarry sector wow. it, because it's a forgotten sector. Yeah. And I remember in 2017 mm. we were able to to to, to lobby for for for, us, for 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 some help and assistance mm. and support from the county government. Mm. And for the first time in a long time, mm. actually it was the first time ever. Mm. All quarry workers from Ranga County were convened together wow. and uh, groups were formed in every area. Because mm. ours now we had already had a, we already had a group, mm. we were just given the support and the tools to work. Mm. And that is one of the things that we have been able to achieve, the mm. highlights, uh, giving them a voice. Mm. So uh, we are able now, leaders are able to appreciate. We are not a sector now that is ignored. Mm. Uh, we have seen people come mm. and partner with us, interact with us yeah. and even give us uh, support in wow. one way or the other. Okay. Yes. What has been your greatest source of inspiration to do this? Uh, uh, my greatest source of inspiration is uh, when, when, we look, when I look at where we were mm. when we started out. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I remember the chairman said I was, uh, there was a point where I almost lost hope yeah. because of the challenges. Yeah. And I think those are the challenges that come to, 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 um, to, to measure or to test. Yeah the true matter of what you are doing, mm. whether it is worth it or mm. not. Mm. And to test your patience to yeah. see whether uh, it was an emotional kind of thing, mm. you know. Yeah. But my greatest source of inspiration has been seeing the little impacts we have made mm. and knowing that this could be much more mm. uh, if we are consistent. Mm. I have one person who believes that uh, because I have seen it work, mm. with consistency and with that determination, mm. nothing cannot be achieved. Mm. When you are consistent and you believe in the vision that you have, mm. and you apply the right principles, yeah. uh, that is where now faith comes in. Mm. Because when you are working with people, yeah. and people from diverse backgrounds, mm. Even if you have the same language and culture, mm. people are still diverse mm. because of things like age. Yeah. And you have to find a middle ground that brings them together. Mm. And just seeing how uh, an old man of 80 years mm. and another young person of, of 30 years yeah. can come together to collectively solve the problems mm. that face them. Wow. That, is, that, is, that is so inspiring. Mm. And just being there, I, I just want to be there to watch mm. uh, the transformation that we can because so far five years, that's not a very long yeah. time. And I cannot wait to see what, what the future holds mm. for them and wow. for us collectively. With all the challenges you have spoken about, mm -hmm. and of course I am sure you didn't mention all of them, yes. what keeps your hope alive? Or what keeps you still doing this work? Right. I think it comes down to 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 say that what you set out to do is happening, mm. it is unfolding. Mm. I remember one of the things we used to tell our members uh, during those initial days is in five, ten years time, mm. we want to have this and that. Mm. We want to have done such and such a thing. Mm. And to them it seems like a, a mirage, you know. Mm. They, they couldn't see the actuality of it happening, mm. the reality of it coming to pass. Yeah. And I think these small, small wins that come along the way, mm. I, I think those are what keeps us going. Mm. Because uh, uh, God, God is faithful mm. because he does not make us do work that is in vain. Mm. 
and he gives us more wins along the way in the whole process mm. in the whole process because it's a process mm. he gives us more wins that keeps us going mm. when you discover remember a time that especially when we were told we have to go back to the machinani mm. and hold those public participation meetings mm. that was one major setback mm. but what kept us alive is that we had two three people mm. and for me i say that if you have two three a few people mm. that believe in what you believe mm. in and who support you and give their all mm. i think even if the group still went down to 10 members mm. we would still go on mm. because if you impact one life mm. i think the principle of the bible is that it is not about the masses mm. that you, but that one life that you change mm. i think that is one thing that gives me hope mm. because it doesn't matter the people that left mm. or, or the people who gave up mm. so long as they are true one person who mm. believe in what you believe in yeah. i think that is enough strength to go on wow yes. um now when i look at this place i can see like this the kokoto that yes. is here yes. a huge uh load there eh? yeah load mm-hmm. there is this uh, mm-hmm. mawe here right and it has been ba- done by hand yes. and of course i can see like that grandfather yes, yes. is walking down <laughs> carrying uh, carrying um, a bucket mm. on his shoulder yes. others on his back and yes. i'm just wondering where is the place of innovators mm. when you think about engineers right. uh, when you're doing your final year program right. or project right. you are required to do something right. so what where is the place of the juakali mm-hmm. the the engineers who are in school right. and other sectors in right. terms of uh, making the work of these guys yes, easier. easier right yeah i think that is a very uh, good question yeah. because uh, one thing you will appreciate about the problems that we face as a mm. community and mm. every community in Kenya yeah is is the is the fact that problems require an interdisciplinary approach mm. because i am here as an economist yeah uh, and i'm working in the field that i was trained mm. empowering people economically yeah and i think that's a challenge we need to throw to to even other graduates mm. who are coming out yeah because there are so many opportunities yeah. and in a fast moving world like ours mm. uh, in a country where we want to maintain our place in the global space mm. we need to encourage graduates from all disciplines mm. to think about the innovation i have seen innovations in the agriculture sector in local places mm. that have helped farmers even market their yeah. produce and even get better returns yeah. from their farms mm. and i think there are opportunities even for engineers in such a place mm. right now the vision we have is to 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 uh, to, to, to to acquire excavators that mm. can help us yeah. even because a few years back mm. the work of kutengeneza hizi barabara za kinge because that was another challenge they were having mm. they have the material but they do not have yeah, access the to the market because bad. the roads are bad mm. you have heard the challenge mentioned there when it rains mm. it is very difficult to access these places yeah, yeah. and uh, one of the challenges is that these people do not have even uh, when they come some roads are made by their hands unapata wa mama na wazee wako huko ni siku ya kutengeneza barabara and you can imagine kutengeneza barabara how long you can go mm. with bare hands yeah. and some simple tools mm. so i think there is a huge gap mm. in 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 the in the sector mm. that can help even improve the value the value chain mm. and even improve the lives of these people mm. yes okay mm. what is your final comments in terms of especially 
challenging and encouraging other graduates, yes. even young graduates. And I think sometimes it's it's tough because sometimes you almost have to choose between that progress yes. that you have probably and you actually talked about it in terms of big money yes, yes. and career progress mm. and all that so in terms of sometimes having to sacrifice that and look at impact yes yeah yes. and coming back to our communities to yes. engage to lift lives but yes. also to add value with the training the networks mm. and the knowledge that we have gained right yeah uh, i think um we have to realize one thing, eh? mm. and it has been mentioned by a few members, yeah. that opportunities are there. Mm. Uh, the approach I have towards doing anything is that as long as there is a problem in community, mm. it is there to be solved. Yeah. And it is the opportunity lies in the solution to mm. that problem. Mm. The, all the problems we have, the problems yeah. of inequalities, mm. uh, in, in, in the problems of social injustice, yeah. All those are problems, but I think the work of uh, a graduate, yeah. we who have knowledge, mm. is to come to the solution part of mm. it, to provide solutions, because yeah. I don't think any education we gain makes any sense mm. if we do not solve the problems that affect us and mm. affect our communities mm. and the people in our communities. And if we are only able to, as you said, look at the long-term impact, mm. the long-term view of things, mm. Because at the end of the day, it's about the long-term impact that yeah. we make in society. Mm. It's not about the short-term yeah. individual achievements, mm. although they are even long-term individual achievements. Mm. But then, uh, we, I think God gives us this knowledge and these platforms mm. to change lives. Yeah. Because that is the perspective of even our Christian faith. Mm. We have not been given gifts for ourselves. Yeah. We have been given knowledge to, to impact people, mm. to change lives. Yeah. And uh, I think we have, at the end of the day, we have to measure what we do mm. by, by, by the lives we change mm. and by the impact that we bring on society mm. and on the people that are close to us. Mm. Uh, I think that is the measure of success for me and mm. th that should be the mindset. Even in our education system mm. and the values we are talking about, yeah. I thank God because we are now at last having conversations about values in our communities. Mm and in the, in the country. Mm. I think now it's about time we, we tell graduates that we have what it takes yeah. and to make them believe in themselves, to mm. change the status quo uh, quos that, you know, have for ages mm. oppressed people mm. uh, in, their, in their social lives and other areas of their lives. Thank you. Yes. How did the CU prepare you for the kind of work that you're doing now? Right. Can I say that with my mic? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I think the CU uh, has played a big part of who I am today. I can confidently say that even when it comes to interacting with people, you are shy. leadership, the missions I went because I was in charge of missions where I was, uh, and I was in charge of other other committees and the leadership skills have really impacted the kind of work that I do today. Issues to do with accountability, which is a real problem in our society today. Uh, because we, the, most of the problems that we are experiencing, I said it's not because we do not have resources, but it's because there is no st stewardship, and where there is no stewardship, there is no accountability. So I think the values that were instilled in me to account for every coin to, to, to ensure that I am uh, I am honest in my dealings with, with finances because we deal with finances 
this group has grown it is worth a lot of millions and the small money that I was able to account for when I was in school that same it is not different there is no graduated knowledge it is the same those skills are the same ones that I apply here how to interact with people to, to, to partner with people to establish collaborations because one thing I learned when you're doing missions is that mission is, is you have to collaborate you have to look for funds you have to mobilize people and especially that mobilization part because it is one of the things that I do most right now we are planning about uh, rolling this group to other areas where we never went like Marago and neighboring constituencies and mobilization and how to to handle people from diverse cultures and from diverse mindsets. I think that those are the values that I learned in the precincts of the CEO and they have been very, very helpful for me in, in the work that I do.